Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We need to talk about our kids differently. They hear how we're talking about them, and it's having a huge impact on them. Best example of this is you go up to a parent, well, how's Billy? Billy's great. He's really great. Uh, he has a 4.3 GPA. He's in the IB program at his school. He's in the National Honor Society. He's the captain of the lacrosse team. And we're thinking Cal Berkeley in the fall. No, 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 no. How's Billy? Not what's Billy. When you ask parents, adults, about young people, they just list achievements, grades, scores, awards. And our kids are hearing this. So what's the message? What message are they taking from how we talk about them? It's really clear to me. The message is that young people matter to us when, if, they achieve. Because that's what we talk about. That's what we compliment. That's what we ask questions about. If we're concerned, that's what we're concerned about. Their low scores, their low grades, their lack of achievement. So we are communicating to a generation of young people that in order for you to matter, in order for you to receive my praise, my compliments, you got to achieve. Now, if I matter, if I'm worthy because I achieve and only because I achieve, well, that's going to be an anxious existence because I have to keep achieving. I have to keep these plates spinning. It doesn't end. I have to keep the grades up. I got into a good school. Now I need to do well at that good school. Well enough so maybe I can go to graduate school. And I have to do well enough there so that I can get this, uh, this fantastic job, prestigious job, high-paying job, and then people will be super impressed. And when they talk about me, they'll, they'll light up with pride. And they'll be impressed with my achievements. This is how so many young people are living their lives. And it has a lot to do with how we talk about them. We can do better. Be interested in who they are. What they're interested in. Think about it. Who? Who are you? I ask people that all the time. And I get weirded out. And sometimes ask me to stop. But because nobody asks that question. Who are you? I don't, I don't Can you, what? I don't understand. Who are you? Who do you want to be? This is a conversation. This is a question about character which is way more important than those achievements, those awards, those scores that we list off. Character is way more important. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be more patient? Do you want to be more kind? Do you want to be more courageous? Do you want to develop a love of learning? Do you want to show more gratitude? This is what matters, character. And yet we don't talk much about it. 
We talk way more about those scores. So in our conversations with kids, in our conversations about kids, they can be different. You know, we ask young people, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's not a good question. You ask a little nine-year-old girl, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I want to be a veterinarian. Oh, that would be wonderful. You would be such a great veterinarian. Did you hear that, sweetheart? She would like to be a veterinarian. Oh, that would be wonderful. Veterinarian is such a great career. My cousin's a veterinarian in Ohio. He loves it. Oh, so great, sweetheart. Have a good day. She's nine. How many years is a nine-year-old away from becoming a veterinarian? Now, it could seem like I'm overreacting, and, and it's just a normal question. It's harmless. And I guess, yeah, but if that's the main conversation that we're having with young people is like, what do you want to be 15 years from now? I think we can agree that maybe that can create some anxiety, especially when we get so happy about what they choose. Because the message that we send is, that would be great if you become a veterinarian. And you'll really matter when you become a veterinarian. You'll be worthy of praise when you become a veterinarian. It pushes happiness so far into the future for this young girl. We don't need to do it. You can break that down too. Like if somebody comes up to you and says, like, I want to be a veterinarian. Cool. Why do you want to be a veterinarian? What is it about being a veterinarian that's interesting to you? Break it down. What are the ingredients? Well, I like animals. I like helping animals. Now we're on to something. Can a nine-year-old help animals when she's nine? Yes. Yep. She can go with her older sister, mom, dad, or whatever, go to the Humane Society, help out. She can do that now. That's available now. So that's another way to flip this conversation. What is it about that career that's so exciting to you? And maybe we can find some ingredients that we can access today. So think about how you talk about your kids. Think about how you talk about other people's kids. I share this with parents, and I was so impressed. One dad at one of my uh, parent groups really got into this idea about when you see character in your kids, compliment it. Compliment character. So I encourage parents to uh, print off the 24 character strengths. If you just Google, I think it's VIA is the organization that created these 24 character strengths. And actually, I'll just, I'll just pull them up right now. Okay, 24 character strengths. VIA classification of character strengths. They are creativity, curiosity, judgment, perspective, bravery, perseverance, zest, honesty, social intelligence, kindness, love, leadership, fairness, teamwork, forgiveness, love of learning, gratitude, spirituality, self-regulation, humility, Appreciation of beauty, prudence, hope, humor. Print those off. When you see any of those in your kids, freak out. Freak out in a good way. Compliment it. Wow. I can't believe how forgiving you are. Wow, you really showed leadership. I really appreciate your perspective. Oh, I love how curious you are. These are way better compliments. 
and way better ways to talk about our kids. And by the way, for those parents who are so focused on those academic achievements, there have been seven character strengths that have been shown to have the greatest impact on academic outcomes. So if you really are focused on those academic outcomes, here goes. The seven character strengths are grit, which I don't use that word, grit. I could do a lot on that. Maybe I'll do it. Kids don't say, oh, I just need to have a little more grit. I just need to develop more grit. I haven't heard it in my office, in schools, ever. How I do hear grit is by adults talking about kids in a negative way. It's a deficit-based thing. These kids just need to have some grit. I don't know where that voice came from. It was like a Southern uh, superintendent somewhere. These kids don't have grit. So I don't use that word. So, uh, you know, I'll say perseverance. Okay. (laughs) So the first one's perseverance. Second, optimism. Third, zest. I changed that one up too. Don't hear too many young people saying zest, zesty. Although I did hear zest once. Quick story, story time. I was in a Qdoba in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My nephew was in front of me. He was in high school at the time. I was standing behind uh, these two girls who seemed to be a similar age as my nephew. And the, the one girl said to the other, she goes, is that Hunter Thompson? And the other one said, yeah. And the girl said, he's zesty. And I laughed my uh, butt off because I'd never heard somebody uh, called zesty. That was a compliment. So back to what I was talking about. The third character strength that has been tied to all these uh, uh, metrics and all these uh, predictors of success, especially academic success, the third one is zest. I use the word enthusiasm. Fourth, self-control. Fifth, gratitude. Six, curiosity. Seven, social intelligence. So if you really want your kid to succeed in any way, by, by the way, Praise these things when you see them. Compliment them. These are the best compliments. These are the best observations. Because I haven't been to a school yet where within their academic portal, they receive grades on gratitude, on curiosity, on optimism. Why do I say that? Well, we tell kids they're smart all the time. You're smart. We tell them they're smart, and then when they're young, they're, like, they're, they're cute. So we tell them they're smart, they're smart, they're smart, and yet, so they go into school, and in sixth grade, seventh grade, who knows, 11th grade, they get a C. And they go, whoa, I thought I was smart. So unfortunately, many people, including students, think that there's this thing called K through 12, or college, that, that tests their smartness, which, by the way, it tests two of the nine forms of intelligence. So you tell your kids they're smart, but I encourage you to tell them more than that because they don't get graded on these 24 character strengths in the same way and therefore don't need to have an identity crisis when they've been told that they're curious throughout their life and that makes them great. And then in eighth grade, they uh, get an F on their curiosity test. So that's one of the main reasons. Let's change how we talk about our kids. Oh, I said all that to share a story. Sorry, there was a father in my parent group. Glad I got to this. And he printed off the 24 character strengths that I just shared with you. 
And at the parent teacher conferences, when he went around and went to all the, uh, all the, met with all the teachers of his, of his son, he slid that thing, uh, that piece of paper with the 24 character strengths across the desk. And he asked the teachers to point out which three character strengths does his son exhibit the most and which one could he improve on? Which one would be best for him to address and be most helpful in having more of that character strength? Brought tears to my eyes to hear this parent do this, to change the conversation, not just with his friends about how he talks about his kids, but with the teachers. And the teachers had never seen this before. They all panicked, like, what? What is this? Like, ah, uh, you don't want to hear about uh, the, the quiz and the final and the project? No, no, no. I want to hear about who he is and what you think about who he could be. Parents are often asking me, what can I say? What should I say? Tell so parents, it's, it's not about your lecture, it's about your life. There's a great quote by James Baldwin that goes, Children have never been very good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. We're so focused on our lecture, on what to say, on I need to produce these pearls of wisdom for my kid. Pick up these pearls and appreciate it. No, it's way more about your life. It's way more about how you live your life. Good and bad news. Good news, don't worry so much about having the right words. Bad news is words are a lot easier than living your life in a way that will introduce and model for your kids all the positive things that you want your life to do. So remember that. It's about your life. Ask yourself the question, what am I modeling? What am I modeling for my kid? Think about the good. A little pat on the back. What do you model? Do you, do you model, uh, do they see their, their, their parents working hard? Taking care of other people? Being kind? Being considerate? Taking care of themselves? Living a healthy lifestyle? Exercising? Sleeping well? Eating right? Think about that. Do they see their parents being cool? To people outside their home. That's a big one. That's a one that I'm thinking a lot about. Like, how do you treat people outside of your family? That's so huge for young people to see. How do you treat the waiter? How do you treat the person in the car at the four-way stop? How do you treat the person bagging your groceries? That's super important. What am I modeling? And after you patted yourself on the back for the good things that you're modeling, take a second to think about maybe what you could be modeling better. One big one I see with, with parents is, could we model like an appreciation and a positive relationship with our jobs? So many young people think the jobs are these things where you make money, but, but uh, they make you miserable and tired. And angry. 
kids zip their parents oftentimes get home just overwhelmed, tired, talking trash about their coworkers or their boss. And we're trying to encourage them to go to school so that they can develop the skills and then someday get one of these miserable things known as a job. One really cool thing that we, that we can do for young people is, is show that we love our jobs. Now, if you hate your job, that's going to be a tough sell. But think about how maybe you can model it slightly different and give them a perspective. Because they're watching. They're constantly watching how we live our lives. They're very interested in how we live our lives. Not so interested in our advice, in our recommendations, in our lecture. So ask yourself that question. How am I living? What am I modeling for my child? Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.